it's quite a scary time, isn't it? It's like... Hello dear listeners, it's Nikita here. Welcome back to another episode of Moss and Coral. This week, Pippa and I are sitting down and discussing all things relationship anxiety. Now let's be honest, we've all had those situations in a new relationship or perhaps a longer term relationship where those feelings of anxiety can arise and we're not really sure why or how to deal with it. This week, we dissect exactly what it is, exactly what we can do about it, and what it means moving forward. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. So Pippa, I think that this is something, or I know that this is something that the both of us can relate to, and Mm -hmm. this perhaps is something that you can relate to too but I really want to take this opportunity um I know that we have previously explored this idea of relationships um as we titled the episode um but I really want to look now specifically at relationship anxiety mm-hmm. so for those of you that are listening and you're like what is this even like what is relationship anxiety it's something that um I mean it's something personally that I am sort of working through myself at the moment so I'm in a new relationship still in its sort of early days like we're talking of at like four months um, uh-huh. and I realized that there were some thoughts and feelings that I was I was having and actually whilst we were looking at sort of topics what to talk about for the podcast I was like I kind of want to talk about this feeling this sensation that I'm having yeah. because I know dear listeners that there are some of you out there that can relate to this so if you are brand new and didn't listen to the relationships episode or or you're just jumping straight in now. So a little bit of context. I was in a very long-term relationship, uh, six years, lived with him, thought it was going to be like, that was me for life. Um, that then ended quite abruptly. And mm-hmm. I have been single for sort of four years and I'm just now in a new relationship. Um, and it's been quite a scary time, I'll be honest with you. So some mm. of the um, signs, I guess, um, some of which I can relate to, some of which are additional signs of relationship anxiety. And I want you, dear listeners, to just listen to this and see if it's something that you can relate to at all. So it's sort of that, you know, those early days. And this could happen, by the way, at any point in the relationship. And it is mm. not a reflection of the relationship itself. It's just this new new thing this change um so obviously you've got the absolute classic doubting your partner's feelings for you um wondering if yeah. actually you know you matter at all to them like it's what they're saying to you the truth um that sort of niggling that actually maybe they don't want to be with you and they're going to break up with you um mm. is the absolute classic as well doubting long-term compatibility um, and this can lead to things like sabotaging the relationship. Um, and I just, uh, I just want to bring this to the forum today 
it's quite a scary time, isn't it? It's like having yeah, been definitely. in a long-term relationship and then moving forward. Like, what's your experience with, you know, can you relate to any of those quote-unquote signs <laughs> of relationship anxiety? Yeah, definitely. And it doesn't always... Um, happen at the start of a relationship I think um it's something that you can go in and out of it's like any kind of doubt isn't it, it just pops up and can happen anytime you can be on cloud nine and all of a sudden your brain's like this isn't going to last you know <laughs> <laughs> and you're you like oh shit <laughs> yeah you know and it, it's it's a very normal thing and it is very much part of our human um set up I think to question things like that and to protect ourselves we doubt and we have these feelings of concern and questioning things um but yeah I totally relate to you know a situation well I remember actually so I've been with my to fill in the dear listeners I've been with my partner for over two years now um but I remember a few months into that relationship I remember messaging you Nikita like really stressed and really anxious and I was just yeah. like I found literally it was so pathetic I don't know if you remember this I've definitely I think I've talked about it before but I was literally like I found some gray hairs he's gonna think I'm really old he's gonna want to yeah. leave me like and I feel like I'm just getting wrinkly and I just feel like I'm growing up but I don't know where my life is going and COVID's happening and everything's crap and I and I was just having a little meltdown that evening and that's okay <laughs> Um, so yeah, absolutely can relate to that and know that it's, it's something that, yeah, it's, I don't want to be like, it will never go away because obviously it does, but it's something that does just creep up sometimes, doesn't it? Um, do you know what, actually, I just want to jump in super quickly with yeah. the whole, it, it does go away. Like the thing is like with, like with anxiety in general, um, mm. dear listeners, for those of you joining us for the first time, I have a history of anxiety. In fact, I was saying to Pippa just before we hit record that I've been feeling super anxious today. Um, and the, yeah, so sorry, just like with anxiety, it mm. can have the tendency to creep back. Yeah. And that's okay. Like, yeah. Like you said, Pips, this doesn't just happen at the beginning of a relationship. It could come at any point. And we'll sort of go more into a little bit of, of what we can do to avoid mm. that a little bit later on. But I just want to stay in sort of this area here of like, you know, yeah. what, what other examples of things do you think could happen at the beginning? I know you said that you had a, had a mind meltdown that evening. We do. We're human. We're going to have those moments of I'm not good enough, especially when we're in those days of still quote unquote trying to impress the person that we have just ended yeah. a relationship with. You know, you want to you want to look your best and be your best, and sometimes that's just not feasible, possible. Well, realistic. and I think when when you're feeling vulnerable like when you start anything new it's a learning process you are exceptionally vulnerable oh, um and, and and you know this is like you said you know with a new relationship you you want to be wanted and enjoy the process but you you're all literally putting yourself out there and your heart on the line you know so of course you're going to have those moments of doubts and those moments of vulnerability will take over sometimes um but it's funny, isn't it? Like you, like like me now, just thinking back to that time when I messaged you in like tears, being like ridiculous. I know now how ridiculous I was being, but in the moment, <laughs> I was feeling very vulnerable, and it wasn't just 
to do with uh, if, uh, just going back to what I was saying about oh I've got gray hairs and I'm noticing that I'm getting a few more wrinkles and all this sort of stuff like that's nothing to do with my relationship that's my insecurity in me and like just stuff that I've I've made a mountain out of a molehill about molehill molehill <laughs> not a little molehill a molehill you know um so it's interesting and I think as you get older when you start relationship well I don't know if you found this as you've recently gone into a new one have you found that obviously you, you, you're bringing up the anxiety and I know you want to talk a bit later about the whole um, how to combat that but have you found that you're able to deal with your what I like to call bounce back quicker when you have had those moments of anxiety do you have you found how have you found that or have you found yourself getting stuck in it a little bit um I'll be honest with you I think when you've been single for a period of time such as four years yeah. after a long-term relationship yeah. you know that's that's over half the length of the actual relationship in the first place and you know yeah. absolutely no secret that during that time I have done a lot of personal development in a way yeah yeah um, and it's given me the opportunity to actually be incredibly reflective of um you know I'm looking at a relationship in hindsight so I can be Mm. reflective analytical um, and I always knew there were certain things uh, because I have to you know we, ha we have to self-critique in any situation uh, there has to be an element of self-critique in order to be able to learn and move forward and to be able to you know uh, I like to see every opportunity as a learning opportunity and so for me I, I looked back and I sort of thought you know what when I get into the next relationship um I'm going to approach certain things differently. For me, I realized that communication was so poor towards the mm. end. Mm. We can all relate to this. You get to a point yeah. and you get a little bit stuck and things, you know, things come undone, things start to unravel. It is what it is, I guess. Um, but there were certain things that I went into this relationship and that's why I think I've been single for so long is because I wanted to be so certain that I was mm. in a situation where I was like, the, I want to be in a relationship with this person, you know. It doesn't get easier, by the way. It's incredible yeah. entering new relationships in your 30s. I'll be completely honest with you, dear listeners. I was like, what do we do? Like, will he ask me to be his girlfriend? Like, I've not... You know, no one's asked me to be their girlfriend since I was 20 years old. Like, what happens when you're in your 30s? Yeah. The answer is basically you just have an adult conversation about, you know, <laughs> how you feel and how you want to move forward. So mm. communication is so, so important. Um, but just with some sort of, like, other signs of, you know the signs of the anxiety that I've mentioned so far they're the ones that yeah. I relate to mostly apart from the sabotage in the relationship there are some other signs um so you know reading into their words and, and their behaviors a little bit too yeah uh, like you're overthinking things a little bit too yeah much. don't forget this is still a period of time but you're getting to know someone you know you're mm. getting to know how you each behave what you mean when you say particular things we may all speak mm. the same um language if you are in you know a a same language relationship that doesn't make sense <laughs> you know where I'm going with this we all speak the same language but perhaps we mean different things with the words that we say mm. um 
I think it's also important to note that like with anxiety, the time that we spend in the sort of overthinking things and trying to pick at things, it means that we're not present in the moment. Yeah. So what then are we sacrificing when we're no longer present in the moment? Um, mm. I can certainly say personally that I ha- I can't tick those boxes. I'm not overthinking things. Um, it happened once. We then had a conversation and it was like, oh, okay, so that's what you mean by that. This is what I mean by that. That upset me. I'm sorry. It's okay. Let's move on. You know? Yeah. It wasn't like a let's let's stay here and stagnate on this where the anxiety would just fell further and further. Um, I think when you get to that place mm. where there are signs of sabotage, for example, you know, are you picking arguments? Are you yeah pushing them away and saying, oh, nothing's wrong, but actually there is something wrong. Um are you perhaps testing the boundaries of the relationship? Are you doing mm. things that you shouldn't be doing, perhaps? Maybe you're sending a message to someone that you shouldn't be sending a message to. Like, let's actually, dear listeners, if you find yourself relating to these lesser parts that I'm mentioning, this really is the time to sit down and just go, right, what could be the reasoning behind this? because yeah. I am anxious about this situation or am I just unhappy in this situation is this perhaps just not the person mm. for me you know it's it doesn't necessarily have to be oh yeah no it's, it's actually because I'm just really anxious about the situation maybe this person is just not the one for you yeah no, we're just we're just taking that time to learn and and grow and discover aren't we I don't know if that answered your 100%. question <laughs> No, that was really, really interesting, actually. And I think, um, yeah, communication, isn't it? Oh it's all God, about it's communication and knowing that and knowing your own behavior and your own personality well enough to go, ah, no, I do this sometimes. Like, I'll just suddenly because I've, I've been there, you know, you suddenly overthink something. And actually, if you took what the person said at face value, for example, if they said, I really like spending time with you. <laughs> quite often most people just speak the truth (laughs) and regardless of any past experiences or anything like you've got to have that trust from the offset but if you're doubting it and wondering why and oh did they actually mean that and everything like it is it's not you've got to communicate 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 that with them and explore that so then you're both on the same page you know so then they then understand oh okay Maybe she, under, she, she overthinks things and misunderstands things sometimes. Now I'm aware of that. I can deal with that another time moving forward in a better way or spell it out more clearly or whatever. And it is that learning process of how you talk to each other and how words land with each other. Really interesting. Really, really, really interesting. Is. It mm. really is. And, you know, it's, it, it is that learning. And I think it's really important what you say about understand like knowing and understanding how you behave as an individual Um. you view things how you you know feel and think about things that's why my biggest advice to anybody who has just come out of a relationship is to not rush into the next relationship there were times don't get me wrong in the four years of my single, um, singlehood, <laughs> my single life, those four years, you know, 
there were ups, there were downs. I'm not saying like I did. Uh, I saw a couple of people for a month or two, perhaps went on dates. Some horrendous, some great, some just weren't for me. Um, mm. But during that time, like I mentioned, I did the inner work, I did the personal development, and I can 100% say with so much honesty and integrity in my own words that I know who I am as a person I know what I want Mm. I know what I don't want I know how I feel about things and that's why it is just a case of having met met different types of people and you go on dates and there might not be anything wrong with the day but you're just like I know that you're not for me because of xyz which is mm. why I knew when I then met my now boyfriend, I was like, okay, this is somebody who I can already see that we are very compatible because yeah. of X, Y, and Z. You know, it, it's just one of those things. And so my biggest piece of advice, dear listeners, if you have just come out of a long-term relationship or perhaps mm. you are, you know, in year one, two, or three after this relationship, there's absolutely no rush, irregardless of your age, which I think is incredibly yeah. important to note, particularly if you are a female listener or a female identifying listener. There is no rush. Like, really get to know yourself so that you can take that knowledge and the lessons that you have learned into the relationship. Because mm-hmm. you, you can't go into a situation where you need somebody else to give you the knowledge and understanding of who you are as a person. It's mm-hmm. great to learn things together, you know, it really is. And in a relationship, you will continue to learn about who you are because you'll face things that you haven't faced previously. Mm-hmm. But you need that solid understanding of going in. That way, when you do come up against relationship anxiety, because it will happen in some way or another, it might be so minor and it might be easy to sort of brush it away. If perhaps you've got that strong foundation of being like, this is who I am, this is what I want. I'm not going to doubt this person's feelings towards me because I know that I'm a great person. Um, whatever it, it we we all respond to different things differently but there will be an element of anxiety that is with mm-hmm. every new new thing um but but it is just about a- approaching situations and going i'm solid like i'm i'm actually i'm i'm ready for this yeah um, yes yeah, it's, 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 I, I was just gonna say an anxiety as well it's just like I think by de- definition, isn't it worrying about stuff that hasn't even happened yet? <laughs> and like you, you mentioned earlier, it's about not being in the present moment. Um, so, so why do that to yourself? You know, like that when you get to know someone for the first time, it is just such an exciting time. And I think, yeah, the more you overcomplicate it and plan out the twenty different scenarios where it could go wrong or something was missaid, oh, you're just or wasting time, aren't you? You're wasting your precious, precious time. And therefore, if you're trying to rush into the relationship because time is precious and of your age and everything, you're therefore contradicting your own kind of rush and argument into <laughs> exactly. stepping into that relationship. So exactly. there you go. <laughs> and do you know what you're going to end up doing? You're going to end up being with the wrong person. Yeah. yeah. And all of these things will be 
so much worse because it's mm. like this idea this concept of oh my god i hate the two words biological and clock should not <laughs> ever be put together ever, ever yeah ever. it's horrible and i think it puts so much pressure on on um i'm feeling that a lot and men me too mm. like mm. you know Listeners, if you if you're here for the first time, Pippa and I have both just turned 31. Um, literally within a couple of weeks of each other. We're basically yeah. twins that were separated <laughs> at birth. Um, <laughs> but you know, we are now two women very much in their 30s, not just on the precipice anymore. We're here, but in our 30s. Don't like mm-hmm. I'm not I, I'm I'm a little uncertain with our numbers. <laughs> so yeah, I'm like, mm, yeah it's very much like oh you know you need to have kids by this age or it's irresponsible if you have kids over this age if children are in your um vision um it might not just be children though it might just be the fact that oh if you're single oh you're a spinster and it's like yeah like just leave it out please for the love of all that is just serene in my world like just leave me alone and I think that when you do rush, because I felt I made that mistake. Like I, yeah. you know, t- tried to start dating again very quickly. It was horrendous. I met some not very nice people who made me feel not very nice because I had such little self-esteem and yeah. I just wasn't putting thought into my actions. And I actually was on a bit of a self-sabotage rampage, if I'm completely mm. honest with you. I know that there are people out there who can relate to that when your relationship yeah. ends abruptly you kind of go well then there must be something wrong with me and I'll just continue to tell myself you start owning that narrative don't you exactly yeah. and that's yeah. what it is it's a narrative mm. it's a story that we've told each other mm. and you know what the great thing about stories are you can retell them you can rewrite them <gasps> oh my god you can <laughs> who knew who knew that a big old sharpie cross words that are already there and continue to write the story underneath there like, you go this is this is the thing and i think just to um sort of go back i know sort of earlier in the episode i said about um some uh i remember the word coping mechanisms um or things that we can do to basically yeah help yeah with um relationship anxiety um so I think actually just before we dig on to that some of the things just to touch upon what causes it just to give you some food for thought dear listeners um you know where does this come from we've obviously acknowledged that when two people meet they're, they're new people they're getting to know each other sort of learning how each other one uh, operates um I've you know like with me previous relationship experiences can can mm-hmm. cause this to happen um where you perhaps not treated in the best possible way um so, you know was there negative behavior there were you cheated on um did it end quite abruptly was there maybe some uh, misleading um in the relationship that's something that will obviously then cause doubt and anxiety moving forward I've mentioned mm. low self-esteem we've all been there like it, it is not a uh, good um it very much is a catalyst I think for yeah low self-esteem and that's 
it's it's you're already vulnerable bringing that word back in again like if you've got low self-esteem you're already feeling vulnerable so why would you open yourself up even more to receiving more opportunities to be more vulnerable by meeting people that are absolutely not your cup of tea (laughs) absolutely and it's it's um I think it's important to have an element of vulnerability in yeah, in life. You need it. And you in need relationship. It. You, you need to be vulnerable. You need to be able to, because then that allows you to explore different levels of yourself to have that vulnerability. Mm. But with that vulnerability, you also need the strength that surrounds it. It's sort of like that cushioning, you know? I'm thinking of Spider-Man with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> I'm thinking like with great vulnerability comes great responsibility. But 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 what you're saying is right. Like you need it, it, it to show your vulnerability requires strength. And you also need strength to show that vulnerability. I've literally just said the same thing, but backwards. <laughs> but also just to clarify for some people, because I've only just had this brainwave, you get to decide when you're vulnerable. Yes. You don't have to go into that. You don't have to rush out of one relationship into the next. Or you don't have to, um, you know, if you want to sit in a low self-esteem place for a while, you can decide that. It doesn't have to be thrust upon you. Like we actively can choose that, but also we can actively choose to get out of it. Obviously, if you've got a clinical depression or something, there are other things that can be implore, explored to help you get out of that situation. But you don't have to get vulnerable at any point if you don't want to get vulnerable, um, like vulnerability consent. I know we talk about consent being a sexual thing, but maybe it's worth exploring the idea of a vulnerability consensual um, agreement where <laughs> you actually, um, yeah, have that conversation. I don't want to get vulnerable about this. I had someone talk to me who I barely met, asked me loads about how my dad died and stuff. Wow. And I was happy... Yeah, it was really quite out of the blue, actually. And it was fine, like because I am quite happy to talk about it. But at the same time... If I got, if I felt vulnerable at that time, I absolutely would have nipped that in the bud, but I didn't because it was okay, but it was still kind of put like, was a bit of a shock. So, so, you know, it doesn't have to be just in relationships, but yeah, maybe um, that's something to think about moving forward. I quite like that idea. I should like coin that, that. Should copyright that quick, I've quick, not- ASAP. <laughs> I've noted that one down. I feel a future episode coming. Um, but, you know, it, 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 it's interesting, isn't it? Um, this sort of this notion um and you know we've mentioned previously is it something that you can overcome is it something that goes away i'm kind of torn with this um it can 100 go away but it does have the tendency mm. to to come back mm. if you mm. don't this is the thing when it comes to mindset mental health it is an active thing. It's not something that you do just the once. It's a continuation yeah. of work. I've already noted that you will continue to grow and learn and develop. You don't just, you know, I, I sort of think of it if you're in the gym and you're doing weights and your, you know, your muscles are getting bigger. You're not going to sort of stop using weights. You're perhaps going to use bigger weights, heavier weights to maintain that mass that you have built um i don't know if you'll then continue to get heavier or heavier or just plateau at that so then you just stay at that level like whatever works for you i love me a little um you know explanation using something analogy unrelated. analogy that's the one <laughs> um, i think some important things to note though that you can do to do this work 
and it's something the first one that I'm going to mention something that I have acknowledged that I have stopped doing and now I've sort of taken ownership of it so important to maintain your identity your individuality yeah who you are as a person that's what attracted your partner to you in the first place you Mm. know and I'm not saying you must do this to keep your partner attracted to you because if they don't if they're not attracted to you anymore then screw it their loss you're great as a person but it's so important for yourself to maintain your own identity you know Mm. what is it that you that brings you joy what is it that you love doing course there's an element of compromise in a relationship um if for example you love to eat the entire bag of sharing crisps maybe you're gonna have to share the bag of crisps or just like just get two bags of crisps again another analogy completely unrelated but it's but so, so relevant as well <laughs> so relevant i don't want to share my bag of crisps please get two okay <laughs> and get me a whole pot of almond you've got to ensure that you maintain your identity don't lose yourself in this relationship we mention it time and time again but mindfulness I've already mentioned previously about when you become anxious and you overthink things you lose yourself you you become distant you're no longer present in the moment to practice Mm -hmm. mindfulness involves the focusing of your awareness on what's going on right here and right now I get really handsy when I talk to listeners you can't see me but it's (laughs) she's dancing I'm basically doing a little jig but it's about (laughs) focusing what's happening right there in front of you Um, and it's about learning coping mechanisms that when those negative thoughts and feelings do come up you can you can acknowledge them we should never ever ignore negative feelings we have to acknowledge them to work through them to move on and that's it it's about letting them move on don't let them dwell and become stagnant because then that's when it's a spiral believe me I've been there it's Mm. a spiral and then Mm. I think my favorite one practice good communication yeah I pause for the dramatic effect there (laughs) (laughs) oh and I ruined it I was like yeah (laughs) like a little frog toad little zoom toad being all like yeah girl um but it it, like you know a relationship is a partnership it's a collective and if any collective or partnership is going to work there has to be a clear line of communication and whenever a line of communication breaks down that is you know that there is nothing there it it does dissipate so absolutely and learning to be able to communicate that without emotions getting too caught up in it I think is a really important thing and that's something I'm still learning um I had to explain that to James actually one time I was like I, I think I struggle in the emotion and then I I can't quite articulate what I'm saying properly so you know it is a learning process it 100% is and Pippa and I have mentioned this previous like previous times I think on every single episode Pippa and I mentioned that we are not we're not medical professionals we're not therapists mm. we're not counsellors we're just two women who are going through life 
a, a similar place to see it as we're essentially the same age but with just bringing to you the experiences that we've had um or are having uh, and so what i'm going to say to you is if perhaps you're finding this quite difficult to be able to overcome by yourself talk to a therapist you know talk to somebody mm -hmm. who is actually able to really help you dissect what it is because sometimes we just need help i will forever ever and ever praise the help that therapists can have from people i think that we could all actually benefit from talking to a therapist so please if you do think i can't face this alone perhaps you've you know you you've got previous experiences that will need just a little bit more help and and really it's it's um whilst yes you're in this relationship and you've got this person that you're building this sort of life with it's not fair necessarily to take your work that you need mm. more assistance with and put it on that person because just like mm. us they might not be qualified to help you either and and you don't want to don't make the mistake of relying too heavily on that person to be able to help you to understand your thoughts and behaviors yeah. um i've made that mistake before and it doesn't end well um i think the bottom line though is to sort of say that and it's not sort of i want to end on a on a high note but the reality of things are that no relationship is actually certain which is so, so hard to accept. And it's something that I'm kind of struggling with. Um, like, oh my God, what if this ends? Like, what if this doesn't go the way that I want? That's just the way that relationships are. I think the most important thing that you can do at any point in the relationship um, is to just be present, enjoy it. Don't allow yourself to sabotage it communicate well if something happens and something upsets you or actually you're like you know what I'm really grateful that you did that for me um communicate it like let's just be so much more open to actually talking about how we feel um be it a be it a good or a bad feeling let's just be more open and honest um and yeah dear listeners thank you so much for sort of being involved in this conversation if you are entering a new relationship i wish you all the best with it if you're single have fun go and have fun go and develop and learn about yourself so that you can enter that new relationship with that solid and sure understanding acceptance and just badass energy of i am incredible and i deserve the very best Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Moss and Coral. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Moss Coral Life. And we'll see you next week for an episode all about creative fulfillment.